0: Hey guys, and welcome to Dyslexic Episode 4. In today's episode, we're going to need a bigger boat because we're going to do our first theme park throwback episode on Jaws the Ride at Universal Studios Florida. Um, Just a quick intro, because I haven't done a theme park throwback episode before. Uh, On theme park throwback episodes, I'm going to invite a guest or two or so forth uh, who have experienced the attraction or have a strong fondness or love for the attraction, whether they've ridden it or not. And we're going to talk about our experiences and how the attraction affected us, and our love of theme parks, and etc., and so on. So, with me today, I have Corey.
1: Hello. And Mel. Bonjour. I'm
0: not so- actually French. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't know, uh, Jaws the Ride was a standalone attraction at Universal Studios Florida in comparison to its Universal Studios Hollywood counterpart... Uh, It opened in 1990 and closed in 2012. And with my best description that I wrote myself, it was a thrilling boat ride where the story was that you were going on a tour of Amity Island and the historic places where the shark's attacks happen in the movies. Uh, You would start off your tour and then things would go (laughs) awry as Jaws would begin to stalk and attack your boat. And the ride was full of animatronics, special effects, and a fantastic script that the skippers had to learn that was gold
2: it really it was it was the the script and everything the writing was nice it was really well done
1: it was very quotable and it had a lot of there was a lot of variety from skipper to skipper in the way that they presented it which it can't always say the same for other scripted theme park attractions so i enjoyed that a lot
0: me too um so to get us started i'm gonna have Corey go well my
2: my love for the ride kind of started I gotta first start off by saying that like when I first rode it I was like probably 10 years old so like I was it scared the crap out of me the first time I rode it Um, I'm sure many kids felt the same way after riding that attraction Um, but uh, you know my dad and I go down to Florida every year it's like our tradition and um, when we go down there you know before Diagon Alley was built we always rode Jaws it was you know that was like a it was like one of those staple type rides same with Terminator 2 and uh you know Back to the Future before it turned into uh Simpsons. Oh no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly
2: (laughs) but uh Jaws was one of those rides too and um it, it's one of those nostalgia things for me um every everything about the ride just breathes pure nostalgia every time I see old POVs of it especially I always get emotional watching the like one of the last POVs I think TPR did one where it's like one of the last boat rides and um it, it's just one of those attractions it's very nostalgic for me and um you know I think my favorite scene um was always the boathouse because to me the the theming and the action that took place in the boathouse was always so intricate because uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to get animatronics to do exactly realistic movements like you want them to and i always felt that the uh the boathouse scene you know we pull in and pop and everything i always felt that that was the most realistic part of the ride and um i just it, it, it just it still brings i just just talking about it brings back so many memories of riding the ride especially when i was little i think they used to scare even want to sit on the right side of the boat because of that yeah. like, I like, just sitting on the right side of the boat used to scare me i didn't i always wanted to sit on the left side but then the the shark would come at you from the left side too so it was it was just an all-around great experience
1: there's no safe places there's really not
2: it's so true um and then of course uh, another great memory is um i the i loved all the fire you know they, they ignited on the water and it's kind of surrounded i remember thinking as a kid like I didn't know how we were going to escape and like to me when a ride can evoke emotion and thoughts of that kind of caliber and a kid I think that's when you have a good ride on your hands and of course the, the skippers uh, they were a major part of the ride um, you know their, their dialogue and uh, you know basically you know guiding you through the ride you know they, they kept they, they were kind of like the glue that kept everything together and um, it was just—it's just like I said—it was—it's a major nostalgia trip just going back and thinking about it, and um, I really miss it. I love Diagon Alley a ton. Uh, I think Diagon Alley is the most immersive and detailed theme park land there is, and um, I don't think anything else has beat it so far. But I can't say
1: Pandora wants to fight you. All, <laughs> Pandora
2: might have a word with that, but I still think <laughs> Diagon Alley's the top dog. But um, <laughs> that's another episode. Yes. But anyways, um. But the, uh, <laughs> the Diagon is great. But, like, if I said I didn't miss Jaws a little bit, I'd be lying. I, I miss Jaws quite a bit. And uh, even with its, you know, its, its, its early history had a lot of issues, especially with, like, I would have loved to have seen, like, the original plans where the, the actual animatronic was going to drag the boat across the water. And I, like, I have seen videos.
0: And for those of you who are listening who don't know, Jaws has, has that was not good English, has had two different iterations of a ride the first one was not as reliable as the second and version that was
2: yeah to say the least the the first version was terrible it was barely even running since since it opened um universal even sued the because of it um you know stating that they had you know falsely built the ride you know and had their expectations were not met but uh Anyways, there's just, there's a lot of things that I would have liked to have seen like that they did, but I think the final product was great, and, and that's that's why I love it. It's just a, a huge nostalgia thing for me. I, I really, just one of those type of rides that I, I miss riding every time I'm there.
0: Awesome. Um, Mel, what about you?
1: Well, I mean, to really explain my relationship with Jaws, we got to go all the way back to that original version that we were just talking about, which I was not alive for, Um, But my parents rode. My parents went to Universal Studios the month that it opened, and they did, in fact, manage to get on Jaws uh, on one of the blessed days. that it. Well, the first day that they went, it was closed, and they ended up getting a comp ticket to come back another day because they were really sad about it. Um, So they did ride it. And, I mean, I didn't, like, interview my dad or anything in preparation for this, but I remember growing up him talking about, um, you know, just being glad that it finally worked because his memories of Jaws in the first place were just, oh, it's never open. It doesn't work. And it made him sad. (laughs) So fast forward to uh, me growing up. Um, I uh, grew up in Orlando. We moved there in 1999, lived in Orlando until like 2006, 2007. So I spent very formative years of my youth there, and um, my dad worked at Disney, so I was primarily a Disney person we went there the most. But if there's one word that encapsulates how I felt about Universal as a child, it's fear. Uh, (laughs) Yes! That park, as a a Disney child or whatever, that park terrified me. Uh, Disney was a lot of very um, passive experiences, and Universal is um, very aggressively not passive in the way that they design a lot of their rides. Yeah, there's uh, a lot so in a lot of your it just face. Just absolutely. Though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, i was just saying that Universal can be in your face, you know, if you're a child.
1: Very much so, especially back then. You know, you had confrontation, terrifying Jaws, terrifying Terminator, terrifying. Like yes. all of it was just you are being attacked and you are going to die. <laughs>
0: For those of you who did listen to episode one, if you didn't, you need to go back and listen to it because it's great. Um, I mentioned this because for Disney, it was going in escapism and enjoyment with my family. And when I went to Universal, I was terrified because Universal was a park where at least one thing in every single attraction except for Nickelodeon Studios was trying to kill me and I could not disconnect real from fake at you know at four and five years old on my first couple trips to Universal. Exactly it was the exact
1: same for me so my my first ride on Jaws I was probably around five I mean maybe even younger and I just don't remember it but that's around when I start really remembering it and (gasps) excuse me that was like a hiccup that was strange anyways um I just I remember it being really intense for me when I was very little um, just because I couldn't, it wasn't like Disney rides where I would ride them. You know, we would go to Disney two or three times a week when he was working there. Yeah. And so I had every ride memorized like the back of my hand, but we would only go to Universal maybe a few times a month. So it, it just wasn't the same level of familiarity. Um, but Jaws is one of the things that scared me a little less than some of the others. Like Terminator was kind of off the list for me for a couple, couple years when I was young. It was a little too much. Um, but Jaws, we always consistently rode. It was a big favorite of my dad's and it i don't it was one of those things it was very influential on me in the same way that the great movie ride was Mm. in that i when i was young and to this day i'm very gravitated towards live performances in theme parks whether it's in an attraction in a show whatever and i think that's what made things like jaws or like the great movie Ride or even like living with the land it it made it memorable because there was a very human element to it and I really think that upped the intensity of the ride overall, because instead of just being told that this is scary, you have a real human being reacting as though they are actually scared.
2: Yes. Yeah, you have the emotion there, you have the human emotion
1: it really it really amps it up and so i have I'm just very fond memories growing up riding it and really liking the skippers and um, you know my dad was always very uh he, he obviously loves theme parks he worked kind of high up in management at disney for a while <coughs> um, and it was very every ride was like a teaching moment for us so he would always put his arm around me and be like look at that isn't that neat can you believe that's an animatronic in the water and uh, you know, I mean, that shook me. It was exciting, even though it was terrifying. His yeah. enthusiasm made it a lot more bearable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to agree that the boathouse is probably the best overall constructed scene. And I think my big, my biggest reason for thinking that is that the lighting was under control. Because when you're outside, you have so many factors, um, and inside of there, it was it was a controlled environment in terms of the lighting and and the water and everything. So i think i think that definitely sticks out but i remember very vividly i couldn't even look at the burnt jaws when i was very little it just yeah. bothered me because even though he terrified me i was like oh that's sad
2: <laughs> <laughs> like that.
1: so my overall impression growing up with jaws was it's scary but i still like it and i wrote it for the last time huh when did it close
0: 2012
1: 2012. Why was I at Universal that year? Whatever. I wrote it for the last time the year... I guess I went with my ex-boyfriend. We went for some reason to Universal. And we wrote it. And it was his first and only time writing it. And it was my last time. I don't think I even realized it was going to be my last time. But it was. And, uh, yeah. Fond, fond memories. And unlike you, I am not a big Potter fan. Um, I like Diagon for what it is. But I, I have big beef when... Something consumes something else that I like. I,
2: uh, now I want to I say I want to say that I, I'm actually not a big Harry Potter fan. I, um, I it's more of a respect thing for me because uh, like if I was a, if I was a big like if I wasn't really into Harry Potter like that land would blow my mind completely. Right. But I'm not I'm not really into Harry Potter, but I, I still have that respect. Oh yeah, uh, and, and I, I, I'm, I feel I feel exactly the same way. I, I, I it really bothers me when something i really love gets taken out like whatever replaces terminator will never suffice it will never be as good as terminator I, it's just it's like a parent it's like someone dating your kids like they'll never be good enough for something like that you know? <laughs> Yeah,
1: it'll be that kind of
2: situation for me and i hate to be that way that's a bad way to be but it's, so what it's you're the-
1: saying is that you're arnold schwarzenegger's daddy
2: yeah sure
1: all right i can respect that
2: don't tell him i said that don't tell him i said that
1: obviously respect diagon for what it is um, yeah but for me a part of it was just how iconic jaws was you know if you think about theme park attractions in pop culture and the way that they're yes. represented i would say the two rides that have been parodied the most on shows like the simpsons or anything else are it's a small world and yep. jaws i agree um,
2: I'll agree with that. It's
1: complete, And granted, a lot of that is because of its infamy for its failure in the beginning, but it doesn't change the fact that it had a a pop culture representation and it, it was an image for Universal, you know? When I think of Universal, I still think of Jaws. That's maybe what because, I think. You know, no, I J- jaws Jaws, but...
2: Jaws was iconic. Like, Jaws was really super was. iconic.
1: It really was. It, it It was on another level. It was one of those things that really really differentiated Universal from Disney because it, it was scary, because it was very new and innovative.
0: It was such a different attraction compared to anything that had ever been made before. And since. Yes, and since. I mean, I, yes, it was a boat could ride. Really compare it to. Right, like, yes, it was a boat ride, but it was a boat ride that was a thrill ride, but without it drops or yeah. dips or... You know, well, the,
2: the only thing, the the only thing that could even come close to be compared to it would be the Jungle Cruise, but the Jungle Cruise is a yeah. totally different. Not, it's not. It don't have no scary parts. It's not yeah. anything of like that. So like, um, but okay, like so that I, I was about
0: to say was little... the temple still to this day makes it me is, nervous. it
2: is a little. Yeah, there is a little little bit of a little bit of there, but it's <laughs> but weird. it's no,
0: but it's no way. Yeah, it does not inflict the fear as Jaws. God, with me I've never feared for my uh, life
1: on exactly well actually that's a lie but that's a story for another day oh no (laughs) listen when you know enough people who work in theme parks you get some very unique experiences on things we're just gonna leave it at that
0: I believe it (laughs) (laughs) no uh that's fantastic now with me and this is gonna shock anybody listening because this is my podcast and I chose the topic I never rode Jaws. No. And I have had this conversation on episode one before because that was the only other Universal episode. Uh, as a child, like Mel, uh, I well, I didn't go often. I went. I've been to actual Universal proper twice, and I lived Adventure three times in my entire life. But I'm still such a extreme fan of it because. I grew up as a kid who did not have a lot of friends. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I didn't have a lot going on. So I spent my time studying and reading and learning about the things that I found interesting, which were theme parks, and specifically Disney and Universal because they were the epitome of a theme park in my mind.
1: Cream of the crop. I think they still are. Yes. I
0: mean, yeah. I I agree. Um, But as a kid and I mentioned last episode one I always begged my parents for the vacation planning VHS tapes oh yes Uh, me too and I lived in Orlando I know and I like I have one on my bookshelf right now from the from like 2001 I think uh, yes
2: I I don't like those old VHS tapes and like the old travel channel shows and all them like those are all very soothing for me I love everyone me too
0: I have such a nostalgia because like I said I spent my like so many hours of my life studying them and yep. uh like studying the parks finding the best way to do stuff uh just learning about how they attraction was built the creativity behind it and i'm a very artsy person and for theme parks in general like universal and disney it's a combination of every single type of art that there is there's visual yep. performance uh modern there's uh, music and storytelling and architecture, engineering, engineering, it's, it's, lighting. It's, it's sound. like
1: every other hobby wrapped into one all-inclusive package.
2: Well, uh, it is. Like when you think about it, but uh, you take the business part out of it, you put that aside. It is just one big art project. when you think about it, it, yeah. it is. And like
0: it that's is, what definitely. wrapped me so much into theme parks. Now, bringing this all back to Jaws, I again never wrote it. But I would sit for hours and watch the vacation VHS tapes, and then when YouTube rolled around and I discovered POV's that people were making POV's, which fun, funny story. At like ten or eleven, because it was still new to me, I was like, "What's a POV?" <laughs> and so yeah. I would sit there, and my parents would walk around, walk by, and they're like, "What you doing?" I'm like, "Watching the Splash Mountain POV." <laughs> oh, that's so
1: cute. Oh, man, I remember (laughs) discovering theme park POVs, too, back when Inside the Magic was worth anything.
2: Oh, no. Ooh, Is that that the
0: tea?
1: I mean, it's not even tea. Ever since Ricky Briganti left, it's just hog garbage. They don't even report on anything worthwhile.
0: Oh, no. I can somewhat agree.
1: I can I,
2: I don't watch them, so I can't. I, wa- I can comment. Oh,
1: I lived for them back in the day. I, still I did like too. Ricky Berganti. He was. He was a wonderful theme park reporter, and we lost a lot when we lost him as a community. Um I mean, he's not dead. That's not what I mean. We just moved on to like other projects.
0: Right. Right. Um, he's he so very much an alive. independent
1: theater now in Orlando. By the way, he does like interactive theatrical shows, and they're amazing. Oh, that's um, interesting. It is. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, I don't know why I said anyways.
0: I didn't really have anything else to say. <laughs> but um, I the same thing. <laughs> back- speaking of interactive theater, Jaws <laughs> Yes. So true. So um as a kid, I had a very, you know, growing up in the middle of nowhere, not really having that many friends because again grew up in the middle of nowhere. People aren't gonna drive their kids 30, 40 minutes to come to my house for a couple hours and then back. Um but So I spent a lot of my time using my imagination and that that was a very big thing for me. And it it went from rides at like my local park, Holiday World and Swash Safari, to Disney and Universal. And I would sit, you know, and pretend I was on these rides, like jaws. I would get in my bathtub as a kid. And like that's how my mom got me to take a bath was to pretend it was a water park or a theme park. And I would sit there and I had this little shark rubber toy that she bought me specifically so I could pretend I was on Jaws. That's and, all like
1: get in the bath in ten minutes. And you're like, ten minutes, I'm gonna be shark bait in ten minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's so true. And like this this is this is before POVs. Like, this is me just, like, watching the brief segment in every yeah. planning VHS tape. And I'm like, okay, so Jaws has a shark, and it goes near the boat, and everybody screams, and that's it. So I would spend, like, you know, 30-something minutes in the bathtub with a with making small waves so I wouldn't get yelled at and screaming. <laughs>
1: that's horrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I was on Jaws, and I was going to be on Jaws. And the same thing, like, I would sit on my bed and pretend I was on the boat. And uh, I... And when roller- when I discovered roller coaster tycoon mm. uh, I would sit for hours and try to recreate jaws I would we, sit and need watch to, POVs. we need to do a
2: whole we need to do a whole episode on that by the way
0: okay. oh my gosh I will do a whole episode on roller coaster tycoon I play game, games
2: I, it's so it's I played that game so much it's probably unhealthy but
0: me too anyways. but I would spend hours and so jaws had has had a large impact on me. And I never got to experience it because I was never financially able to like go to Universal often. Yeah, as most people are. (laughs) Yeah, and I uh, I can't even afford to go to Universal
1: often. Right. Shout shout out to my employee ID. It's the only reason I get to go so much.
0: (laughs) Right, and like that 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 was it. Like, uh, so I would spend hours and days imagining what this ride was like and watching. You know ads for it and watching, it. and you know nowadays when we have people like Defunct Land and theme park, uh, you know ride uh, ride history and theme park history and expedition theme park beautiful, you know channels, by the yes, way. fantastic yes, all channels, good channels, amazing content. Please go watch them. Expedition
1: um, Theme Park, like a plus guy, super really? super nice. Per- yes, he's so nice. He um, he's DM'd me before to ask if he could use footage. Uh, of being in one of his horror nights videos and it was it was very nice of him to even i saw asking. you in that video i know it was it made me so happy um it, it, but it was i found it very nice that he even asked like that's you know that most people wouldn't even bother because those videos are just up on youtube but you know we're people in them and I'm gonna be honest like I don't always look snatched in those povs so <laughs> <laughs> uh it was it, he but he's just a stand-up guy and his content is wonderful and he covers stuff that I don't see other people covering very often Same so, yeah i
0: love his european cart coverage yes it's so interesting um but yeah so like with those people even today i'm still learning the history of jaws and universal studios as a whole and one of my favorite segments i've ever seen on jaws and if you guys have not watched it i beg you to go watch it because it is amazing It is the opening day celebration for Nickelodeon Studios hosted by Mark Summers. Love Mark Summers. Hello, Mark Summers. I love you. Do you think Um, he's listening? Probably not, but I really (laughs) wish he was.
2: We need to tag him on Twitter. He has a Twitter, doesn't he?
0: He does, and there's so many times I wanted to tag him just because I'm such a big fan. No. Like, I I play Double Dare at work with the kids I work with. Oh, that's awesome. It's, granted, less messy, but, like, we made it our own, and it's super fun. But, um, oh, it's it's amazing like if you're a teacher or you listen to this and you enjoy theme parks and you do anything with kids do that it's a great way to get education and uh like trivia in with and also get them messy and have a fun time
2: uh but well interactivity is always good with education if you can get kids involved it's it's always better
0: and it's
1: even is. better when you can indoctrinate them with things that you personally like like theme yep. park, the Nickelodeon
0: I do that all the time, I literally have a matching game about theme park rides, the theme park I love that but um <laughs> and, J- and J- Jaws is on there Aww. there you go because it was not gone at the time I had made the game but uh blanking oh okay, so blank again
2: you're good brother it's all good the upside
0: down again i am i'm so lost
1: barb (laughs) Um, okay i remember i'm good
0: i'm out i'm out i'm out (coughs) i got it i'm safe so uh with jaws like i said i would spend hours you know creating it on roll and learning it but the opening day celebration of nickelodeon studios you need to watch that because there is a segment where they go around Universal and try the rides, and yeah. a whole segment is how Jaws is not open yet. Jaws is not open yet. <laughs> oh, Jaws no. is not open yet. And then they finally get on Jaws and they panic and freak out. And it's for it's for a show that's like I watched the history of it because I'm a big Nickel- '90s Nickelodeon buff. Yeah. Because it, it was just such a big impact in my childhood. It was a show that didn't last that long, and it was host from a show that didn't last that long. But it's just so interesting to watch. Yeah. And they are just talking up Jaws. And obviously this is the original version because they had not switched over yet. It right. mm-hmm. It is fantastic. Please go on YouTube and, Goog- and Google. Please go on YouTube and look that up. It is hilarious. Yeah, I haven't hilarious. seen this, but I have to now. I will send you a link later. It is amazing. Please do. Sounds uh, really
1: cool.
0: It's It's great. And I just love that there was a whole segment of Jaws isn't working, Jaws isn't open.
1: (laughs) But you see what I mean? The the cultural impact.
0: It did.
1: That is like a joke that more people outside of the theme park community know that Jaws did not work when it opened. You know, it's like, it's just a thing that people know about. And there's really not a whole lot of theme park specific things that bleed out into the general pop culture like that, which is part of why losing it was so sad.
0: Exactly, and like like you guys said, I'm not a big Potter fan. Um, I'm really not. I don't. Yeah. I, wow, three non Potter fans in one place. I like my, my my boyfriend is a big Potter fan. He's trying to get me to like watch the movies, and you know, they're all right. It's just not my thing.
2: I'm just not why. into it. I'm, if you love it, that's either.
0: great. It's just not my thing.
2: Now, like Super Nintendo Land, I'm gonna be a giant geek. You'll I'll get over that hard whenever we finally get it, but. You
0: know. Uh. Yeah, totally, same. Um, but, like, with Jaws, like we were saying, it was such an innovative attraction. Like, where else in the entire not, in the entire world, besides Japan, do not do this to me, besides Japan, can you get on a boat and be attacked by one of the most iconic movie creatures of all time?
1: Well, if, if you're really scared of nine-foot-tall blue people, you can ride Navi River Journey...
2: Okay. The shaman will get you.
1: I mean, I personally love her, and I wish she was my mother and my girlfriend. Not at the same time, but like. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> one or the other. Um, but some people seem to find her terrifying, which, you know. I don't
2: get that. Like, she's. A, I, every time I see her, I am just enamored. I am just like, this is amazing. She's the best animatronic, hands down. There's no other animatronic that's better than her, in my opinion. Oh, a little, clearly you have
1: a- not seen those chickens that run in a circle on pirates of the caribbean oh, because no. those that is peak, peak I, innovation
2: the, the the chickens nice i'll give you that one i didn't think about that but
1: Actually, i'll take my shaman chickens i think the only animatronic female animatronic that's sexier than the shaman are those tambourine chickens at the end of splash mountain have you ever looked at like how thick they
0: are they are I love. You- Smack <laughs> oh,
1: me with gosh.
0: that tambourine, mama. I love My, it. oh my, what a wonderful day. <laughs> Lordy. Is it a
1: wonderful day, though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> depends. It depends if you see the chickens or not. Uh,
1: exactly. That's why I've had nothing but bad days for three months.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh,
2: I'm going to have to remember that you saying. like chickens.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a white person. <laughs> oh, no. So we eat chicken i mean so does everybody else I, i'm not what? quite sure why that's what i <laughs> on. i don't know i think just i'm a white person and therefore i'm a furry that's probably how that should have gone
2: okay
0: oh my gosh i'm not actually a I'm sorry furry i'm
2: like i'm layer. like la- i'm like down here
0: laughing right now <laughs> okay but, but back good. to jaws because i i don't know how we got there but I'm. Not i mean that shark it. is sexy too yeah. yeah, if you want to cry for 30 minutes, because that's what I assumed. I mean, I like I said, I was terrified of everything. That's really the reason I did not get on Jaws. It was not a height requirement. It was nothing else. I was just so terrified. You know, like, it's one thing to watch it on the VHS and be like, oh, that's fun. And then, like, go there. I was so terrified by the idea of st- even getting in the queue,
1: yeah, and yeah. that's the other thing. The queue is very unassuming, and you know the everything about the ride doesn't look scary. Like it, especially riding it in broad daylight, you're like, how could this be terrifying? Oh, I'm about to get eaten. Well, that's well, why the
2: whole the whole area was themed to Hamidies, and it was yeah. like really charmful and had really nice yeah. vibes. It so was. Like, it was Fourth
0: of July on the time. It was nice
1: bright and wholesome. like It was a
2: really nice area. See, it, the, see, I, I think it's something that's underrated with that too, is how well that area was themed towards Amity. Yes,
1: I have such fond memories of walking through Amity as a child and begging to play the carnival games. Literally, Jake- my dad saying, no, that's a waste of money. We go to theme parks three times a week. You can't play a game every time we go. <laughs> and that's how I learned about capitalism.
0: <laughs> there you go. And, and literally, like, you, know the, you know the shark that hangs up Near, yes. Yeah. I was scared to put my head in that. I was like, I'm Aww. doing this, and it's going to chop down, and I'm dead. Why does my family not understand <laughs> this? It is serious. Stop. Get away from it. Hey, exactly.
2: At least we didn't. At least we didn't lose that too. At least we can still still see that. But
0: right, or yes. you can go to Kentucky Kingdom and see their version. Exactly. Too. <laughs> yeah. That you cannot. Except put it t- because it's on the ground.
2: I think Kentucky <laughs> Kingdom's is missing. It's all its teeth now. it though, is, isn't it? it
0: is. It has no teeth. Oh.
1: It's the same. He's getting a little older, man. He's just waiting for his dentures to come in. I
0: think so. <laughs> um, but like, what's so cool to that is like, like you said, Jaws is so quintessentially universal in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ask me to describe Universal Studios, the first thing I'm gonna say is Nickelodeon Studios, Jaws, King Kong, Jurassic Park, and that's what that's what comes to my head, and ET. Yeah, and you know what's it. funny?
1: You, other than Nickelodeon, you just named like half of the parking sections in the parking garage. Yep. I find it really funny that um, Jurassic that they're Park. they're not updated. Exactly. Like Jaws is just still there, and it's the absolute worst place to park. Fun fact. Um, yeah. It is, in terms of steps, the furthest away from the security circle you can possibly be. So try not to get parked in Jaws if you can help it. But if you do, they play the music and it always makes me a little sad. I'm like, I'm glad this is here. But it also feels sort of like a a graveyard.
2: Yeah, it's like a memorial
1: to what was.
0: And not a carnival graveyard.
1: Oh, yeah. Why was there (laughs) nothing from? Well, some people theorize that the gas pump that was in carnival graveyard was from uh, the gas pump that was in like that big uh, area outside the auto shop.
0: Yeah. Uh, some
1: people think that that may have been from Jaws. I have no confirmation for that. Although what I can confirm is that the price of gas in the pump is six dollars and sixty six cents. Ah! Perfect. And the, the the gas pump thing came off. Don't ask how I know that.
2: Well, if it if it, if it did come from Jaws, that, that's an interesting connection because Jaws has a is horror nights connection as it is with uh, I don't know if you remember. I think it was the Sweet Sixteen. They uh, you know, Halloween Horror Nights Sixteen. They actually had a Jason house, uh, Friday the 13th yeah. house, and the uh, queue liner, then that boathouse there. There
1: were the... a couple of houses that were in the Jaws
2: queue. A- yeah, they had the it. Didn't they have a Steampunk one, too? Like, it Forsaken, Steampunk...
0: I believe. I Forsaken was in I the Jaws queue, right? I can't remember. I Wasn't can't remember. one of the first... I, I Please do not... Nobody quote me on this. I swear I heard it on a video somewhere on a Horror Hornet History, but was not one of the very first houses in the Jaws queue. It wouldn't like,
1: surprise me if the original Dungeon of Terror was in that spot because
0: like, that I've, that area where I've heard with, that was somewhere. Happening. I can
2: I only I was only there. I went to uh, Halloween Horror Nights 16, so that's the only one I really know about.
0: I've never been to Horror Nights either. Uh, but like I like I said I'm just so enamored by the history of Universal. Yeah. Because it is so new, but it has such a strong history for being a such lot, a new a park. A lot can
1: happen in thirty
0: years, well, man. Crazy. Well, heck, the
2: Islands of Adventure is twenty years old this year. So
1: yeah,
0: I remember the. This is a whole no whole another episode. And I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do a whole episode basically on ads and commercials from the parks. Oh yes, yeah. I remember the ads for Islands of Adventure and being so enthusiastic about it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: We'll see what, what I'm excited for. or I hope that they do it. I don't know if there's any way to confirm this, but I'm really, like, I'm hoping that they do. I don't know if, I believe they had an Islands of Adventure Preview Center where you could, like, preview the park and stuff. Yes. I'm really hoping that they do that for Fantastic Worlds. Like, I am Oh, just, I'm
1: uh, sure that they will. It's please. such a great way to build hype. And it's so easy for them. It literally just has to be a space with concept art and maquets. Just a
2: room. Just a room, yeah, yeah with and people get
1: so hyped I've seen some people theorize that they might put it in the uh, the NBC preview center where they do like the You know, the that TV previews, which would make yeah. perfect sense because I can yeah. definitely see they could take a break from doing that for a while and, and put a put a preview center in there. I know people would go.
2: I've also heard the Passholder Lounge, the old Passholder Lounge that they're using now. I've heard that uh, it might uh, go yeah, in there, maybe. too.
1: That might be a little too, I don't know, might be a little too cramped.
2: That's what I was going to say. I thought that might be a little small when I heard it, but that's, I've also heard that. I don't, I don't know. I just hope that they do it. I want to see yes. a preview center so I can keep the hype train rolling for myself.
0: Absolutely. Um, to piggyback on what I was just saying about the advertisements, I yep. think that's another reason I was so drawn to Jaws was yep. because if no if you have never seen an advertisement from nine for nineties and early two thousands, Universal and Disney,
1: oh, you're missing everybody
0: out. was okay. so Fearful and enjoying everything. The level, the level of extra that the
1: people in those commercials like bring forth is ridiculous. Like the people on Jaws, it was like high school theater kids were told, "Act like you're about to die."
0: Like I swear that those commercials are what have led me to be such an extra person to this date.
2: Look at the look at the Splash Mountain commercials. Like those were ridiculous when you look back. They are
0: so. Great
1: like those people okay. are in full fear. But for the have one you drop. ever <laughs> seen the Tokyo Disneyland Splash Mountain commercial?
2: Oh, I can imagine. No, Tokyo oh, I go- haven't. Tokyo this goes. Was, all I'm loud. sorry,
1: I don't mean to go off on this tangent, but growing up we had a Japanese VHS copy of Song of the South um, oh. that was sent to us by some Japanese friends. So that's how I grew up watching that movie. And it's nice. actually really funny to watch something that takes place in like the deepest south with yep. Japanese subtitles. It's just a weird like Dichotomy. a weird combination right it is weird but before the movie was a com- there was one commercial and it was for splash mountain and the yeah. whole thing was in japanese except the name of splash mountain and i really hope this is not offensive but this announcer was so enthusiastic splash mountain <laughs> and it's like no. it is the best thing ever i've tried to find that commercial on youtube and i can't so someday i'm just gonna have to like upload the one that's on our vhs which is it is amazing and it's Please like a perfect do. example of that like 90s theme park enthusiasm you know there was just yeah there now theme park commercials really seem to have a push on being like nostalgic they want especially yeah. Disney, because they built their yeah. brains so deeply that it's like you like this thing here it is now cry um and universal they're really i mean they really just advertise with potter let's be honest Yep. Um, right, right they're but those, really pushing those the whole way like, commercials it was so yeah. like they
0: were yelling and everyone was screaming they was were terrified and like that All when I thing. said I pretended I was on jaws or any other ride that's how I acted yeah. like I was covering my face because every single commercial there's at least one yes. person who uses both of their arms to cover their face from whatever <laughs> is happening it's always <laughs> a mom it's either a mom or like or like a young teenage boy or child. Yep. Oh, it's It's great. always those two, and they are covering their face and screaming, but they're also like waving their arms in weird circles <laughs> while also watching.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. If you've honest, ever watched I've them, ever... you know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I, yes. know
1: exa- I
2: know exactly. Where, um, where I know exactly
0: where you're. I'm be honest though, that's
1: not really the actual reaction I think most people had <laughs> on Jaws.
0: No, I think most people were either either they were screaming because they were you know they were terrified, or they were just genuinely impressed yeah and almost speechless at least that's what it seems like on every plb i've ever seen or i mean from
1: personal experience you hear a lot of that's fake oh no which is like oh wow the shark in the middle of inland water in florida is fake (laughs) i I don't wow I,
2: i know exactly what you're talking about and those kind of people drive me nuts i don't like someone that goes to a, a theme park and the whole time they're just like, well, this, just, this is just fake. This there's no, this isn't, you know, well, well whatever. Like I, I can't stand that.
1: literally all fake. Like, that's basically like the point. The that's point the whole of point. Park paying money to
0: visit a created experience. Exactly. A theme park, you are supposed to use your imagination. And if you don't have one, it's not going to work out that well.
2: I mean, like, these parks, especially nowadays with the technology, like, these parks are coming closer than ever to actually killing you without doing so. And exactly
0: like,
2: and like yes. if you can't appreciate that, and a like,
0: stepping stone of that was jaws with the water yeah. catching on fire exactly. and yes. they specifically designed it so that you could feel the heat and feel like you were about to get burned exactly. but exactly any danger Yep, which is genius i mean that's it's
1: it's a great way to instill a very tactile element to what is normally just a visual and audio ex, audio audio experience um, yes. And there was even a smell in Jaws. You got that nice toasty yep. shark smell. So mm-hmm. it really, I appreciate how hard it went on all of the senses, as many as it could. I don't think you really tasted anything. Although if you open your mouth and you got some water in it, I guess that counts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. What you rides, tasted-
1: Rides Jaws with your mouth wide open the whole time.
2: Oh God, that's, that is a horrible idea. Oh What my you
0: tasted on Jaws was fear. <gasps> oh Ooh. wow. What a tagline. A tagline. <laughs> just Let's when just you thought it was tra- safe to go time back in. Go
1: back and get into marketing for Universal.
0: Yes. 12-year-old me, I have a tagline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See the shark smell the burns.
0: Taste, Taste the, the fear.
1: <laughs> Isn't that like is that not a horror nights tagline? Am I making that up? I don't think it is. No, that's not that probably is. Like it. Would be
2: it would be it definitely would how has that
1: not been in blood font on the front of a shirt that
0: that that's like for like the uh the scare actor dining taste of fear
1: (laughs) oh that's actually wow like you get your ass down there for marketing man you've got see this
0: is the second time i've been told on this podcast that a theme park needs to hire me universal disney like i said i have a resume on indeed i have no formal training but i am extremely creative
1: you know if only that's how it worked you know how I know. you actually get to work in a theme park? Don't tell anybody.
0: It's nepotism. Oh, no way. Honestly, oh, I no. could say... Let's be honest, it's most jobs. But, uh, yeah, yeah, honestly. Again, Victoria being, one of my guests, Victoria, super psychic. She always says I was going to p- get petty on the next episode, and I have. Petty but, indeed. Um, no. <laughs> so, everybody, that is our theme park throwback on Jaws the ride at Universal Studios, Florida.
1: May it rest in glorious pieces.
0: Lots Definitely. of pieces because a grenade was thrown. Into the whole ride. It was a big ass grenade. Huge. Kaboom.
2: <laughs> and then right down on the cable.
1: Yeah. Oh. But he thank you just guys tried for... to floss his teeth. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> he had people stuck in
0: it. <laughs> How horrible but thank you guys for joining us um i hope you had a great time and don't forget to check out episode one through three on google Podcasts, spotify here on anchor freaker overcast pocket cast radio public and stitcher and for now guys face you can call out those marines because we're coming home Yay! yeah bye everybody Bye. bye bye